0: You're listening to the best of the Tom Bernard Show brought to you by Bradshaw and Bryant.
1: Who, me? me? <laughs>
2: so that I'd like to really know
1: if scene. I was married to a what horror piece did? of shit.
3: <laughs> <laughs> you could just look at her license.
4: <laughs> my a
3: special stripe. It you
1: was know, amazing. Oh my gosh! Oh. Coming by sweet corn, potatoes, onions.
6: yet another episode of the best of the tom bernard podcast brought to you by brad sean bryant kicking off the show this week we had kurt Braunholer going to the movies next on the best of
0: Thanks for bringing us back to <laughs> yeah. that. Oh, okay. sorry. Air, uh,
5: Time now uh, for segment two with someone <laughs> drinking spit.
0: We didn't hear that on the air, so we
5: uh, might have to oh, explain. Yeah, yeah. yeah We uh, we were talking. What I had a question for Kurt, which was: Does Seth Rogan chew? I mean, not Rogan, Seth. Um, Seth Rogen. Yeah, Rogan. Rogan. yeah. yeah. yeah Rogen. Go. Yeah, Yeah, does Seth he Rogan. chew? Yeah.
2: And the answer is no. Oh. <laughs>
1: No,
5: <laughs> because uh, it looks like he's got a dip in all the time. To me, to, you know, somebody That's what who's, you're saying. who's around people who chew and dip constantly, it looks like he has one in all the time. <laughs> and then it quickly went to a guy who, you <laughs> yeah, know, to my my <laughs> the spit, my ex roommate. We would be playing cards and drinking, <laughs> and by the end of the night, oh, no. he would say, oh, no. "Throw ten bucks in." And watch me do this and and ah! i would leave i would leave the room i wouldn't oh, pay i yeah, would just leave no. but they, yes <laughs> so
0: that can't be good for you that cannot no, be good for you
5: no i, I don't, wouldn't think anyway i don't think he does it anymore but back then he would do it and it was mm-hmm. like dude what's wrong with you oh, yeah. thank you
0: it'll
7: be a huge surprise when he has stomach cancer
5: <laughs> <laughs> or not
7: huge surprise.
0: <laughs> or not. Kurt, uh, not being around the business, doing movies, doing TV shows, all the rest of it, uh, I just was talking a couple of days ago on the KQ Morning Show about the fact that that I what used to be broadcast television is having a real hard time right now. I think there's a new sitcom based on the Goldbergs, uh, Brian Callen's in it, mm-hmm. it's called School, Schooled or something? Yeah, Schooled. Yeah. It is schooled. Yeah, I do want to watch that. It, I haven't seen the first episode yet, but I do want to watch it. It was on. It's on Tuesday nights or Wednesday nights. One I of
8: think them. it's yeah. Wednesdays because it follows the Goldberg.
0: Right. Wednesdays. There's only been or one. Does. Okay.
5: There's only been one episode so far. Right. Yeah.
0: So I, I want to catch that this weekend. But is it's got. A, I don't know, man. It's the last I checked. The Simpsons and I love the Simpsons. You know, everybody involved in it. Just uh, I think it's terrific. So good. But so. I looked at the numbers, and I think their their viewership is down to like one point six million people an episode, or something. And that's good. That's for amazing. broadcast, I think, yeah. right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh man, is that unbelievable? Yeah. When God. you think when you think that the Beatles appeared on the Ed Sullivan Show and seventy million people watched it, yeah. That now, uh, football is still the biggest draw of them all. NFL football still draws in the mid to high twenty millions of people. Uh, on a good night, uh, usually it's Sunday night football on M- NBC's the highest rated show of the week. Other than sports, and uh, what do they call those talent shows like The Voice yeah. mm-hmm. and the skirt and the yeah. pants or whatever? <laughs> <them>. <laughs> <laughs> but it's not really. It's not really sitcom. Other, Big Bang Theory obviously still does very well. Young Sheldon, of course, yeah, mm-hmm. uh, kind of in the in the jet stream there too. But mostly it is it is voice competitions or dance competitions, uh, professional football, the pregame shows that kind of, pregame shows even beat most yep. of the uh, of the what used to be broadcast television uh, shows.
5: Yeah. It's amazing. And you know why that is? No gambling.
0: Oh yeah,
1: Lots interesting. Interesting. Pretty much it, everybody gambles it's now. E-
5: it's either fantasy football information that yeah. they're looking for, or a tip. Tidbit here or there, where to place their bet? Which make them? Which way will make you place your bet? All right, so
2: we just got to start comedy bidding. That's right. all we got. Comedy.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I like that. You think this would be funny? Oh, I bet it won't. Be. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
5: That'd be really great. I bet it'll be offensive. Right, but that's mm-hmm. the reason why, because people are trying to gain an, any an edge or information. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. That will gain them money. So I,
0: That makes total sense. Now The, the reason that came up in, in my brain in the first place early in the week, and I've been thinking a lot about it, Bird Box, a movie that did not make it into theaters at all, yeah. was only in theaters, I think, for one week. So far, and it's far surpassed that now, but the first numbers they released, 45 million people have watched that movie.
2: And that was like in the first day, I yeah, think. Like the weekend, I think. It yeah. was.
0: Yeah. I think you're right. It was the first day.
2: Yeah. Uh, I mean yeah I, it. it's so crazy that it's just that that it's like that 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 whatever that Netflix algorithm mm-hmm. is it completely understands exactly what people want to watch because right. I didn't even know it existed yep. Yep. until I heard it was 45 million people watched it mm-hmm. you know and then I was like all right I'll watch it and I was like it's fine it's a fine movie yeah
0: yeah it's, it's not, okay it's
1: not that it's okay. great it's it's okay but yeah, yeah. it's like I don't know, it just doesn't make any sense. But
5: it deals with and I haven't seen it. I've saw the previews. And when I saw the preview, mm-hmm. I thought it was a movie coming to a theater. I didn't know it was going direct to streaming. It did.
0: It did go to the theaters no. first and only yeah. lasted 1 week cuz nobody went to see it. Oh, oh really? I didn't know that. <laughs> yes.
5: Yep. I didn't know that.
0: That's well, so interesting. Then. Nobody went to see. It. Well, the problem we have now and and I love going to the movie theaters. I Me love too. to sit there with my popcorn and my soda. I love to sit there. People are going to have to shut up when they're in a movie. <laughs> oh, yeah. Get off your phone, shut up, sit down, and watch the movie. Otherwise, you're going to have to go. Well, and that's all there is to it.
5: Agreed. Do you, is somebody going to have to open a movie theater where you have to do the Derek Jeter move? Because before he got married, when a woman came to his house, she had to give up her phone.
0: Sign it. Oh. Yeah, she did.
5: That's exactly right. She had to yeah. sign an agreement, too, yeah. from what I understand. She had to give up her phone. And he gave it back to her with a gift basket.
7: Mm. <laughs> he did. Yeah, he did.
5: With the, no, he
7: with, well, then didn't. it's
5: okay. With a <laughs> gift, gift basket. Thank you heard, so much. Which Thank I, you I so the much. gift baskets were pretty damn good. <laughs> I can imagine. But, yeah. Yeah. But um, he, he didn't right. he didn't want any selfies and he didn't want people taking pictures of his house right. and yeah. this and the other.
2: There's a um in a comedy <coughs> works evidence. in Denver, it's a comedy club. They every single audience member has to put their phone into this pouch that like uh, disables Good. it yeah. and then it gets locked Good. by the club and then they can't use it while they're inside and as they leave they unlock the pouch for you and you take your phone out. It's yeah. kind of nice. We used that yeah. for a season. Zari, one time. It yeah. worked yeah. out really well. Oh.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you did. Yeah, you I, have to bring I, it in the club time... with
2: you. Yeah, it's nice.
0: Sorry. Oh, you do? Mm-hmm. No, no, not at all. I want to hear about it. Yeah, they, they lock it what? up. Uh, I
1: can't remember the company name of the life of me. Uh, but yeah, they lock it up and then, yeah, they have the device outside the club. So if you want to use it, you can walk back out and then unlock it. But you can. it's not like they keep it in a box
2: outside of the club. Yeah, like you, you have it on the whole it. time, which is kind of nice. Oh.
1: Yeah. Also they just give you
2: a little pouch that you put your phone in and It's a
5: little magnet lock. Yeah, it's like
2: a Faraday cage that yeah. so you can
0: mm. nothing can come in right. or out. It's interesting.
5: Well, that's also to being a big shot. <laughs> <laughs> it's also Faraday per- cage. I heard that. <laughs> Not, only to per- hey, in or- Not only trip Not only to get the radio with the date. <laughs> oh uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, go ahead. No, I was going to say that's a, Smart ideal because not only does it protect the property of the person, but it also protects mm-hmm. the property of the, the act. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And because yeah. we've all faced this you go to a baseball game or something, and people pull out their phone or the tablet and they hold it up. Ah, uh, yeah. To film what's going on. Mm-hmm. Oh, I know. And they're blocking your view.
1: Oh. Yeah, when people bring out, like, I got my 10 inch iPad that I'm <laughs> right. going to record the game, it's like, just use your phone, or just watch the game. Yeah, or that just
0: live watch, the game. watch the game might be nice.
5: Yeah, just watch the game and enjoy it, and, and that way you won't get hit with a baseball because you weren't paying attention, or the bat mm. that goes comes flying in the stands. Because yeah, well there you go. That's the problem, right? That's what's happened to some people recently. They've been hit by fall balls and and mm. and bats Ow. because they weren't paying attention to the game. They were on their cell phone.
0: And that would, that'd be actually a big. That'd be a really good movie. You know, they had a uh, quiet place where you couldn't talk, and then you got Bird Box where you can't see. Just have somebody getting hit by foul balls because they won't get off their damn phone. <laughs> <laughs> I'd watch
5: it. I still don't
0: yeah.
7: think they'd stop. They won't stop. <laughs> I'd watch that well, too.
5: Well, part of the problem is these teams provide um, Wi-Fi. Yeah. In the stadium.
1: Well, yeah, they want people, like, streaming the game. Games. Not yeah. the game, yeah, 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 but, like, yeah. they want people on Instagram saying, oh, I'm watching the Twins right now. Yeah, and right. then people Hashtag, are like, oh, the Twins, yeah. huh? Yeah.
0: So, Although, Kurt, I have a question for you. mm mm-hmm. um, The movie A Quiet Place, did you see it? I did not. My wife
2: refuses to watch it because she heard that there's a, a woman who gives birth and has to remain completely quiet. And she's like, "That's not that's a real correct.
4: movie." <laughs> I'm not <gonna> watch <laughs> that's
7: it. not going to happen. <laughs> uh, she's not wrong. <laughs> that is the thing.
1: There's no Someone, doubt about that. They
2: give birth in a quiet
1: place. Yeah, yeah. yeah. she has
5: to be quiet. It oh not yeah, oh yeah. That mo- movie. That yeah. movie. That's yeah.
1: It's a little ridiculous. Well, I mean, even if the woman. Doesn't stay quiet. Ba- is- what are you going to do? Say, "Shut up, baby."
4: Right.
1: <laughs> it doesn't understand you. Wow. <laughs> 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 um,
5: that was probably um, you at birth. <laughs> it was me at birth. I was like, "Wow." <laughs> um,
0: well, here, Kurt. Here's the, the the takeaway from a quiet place. So you can't talk, or these bug people will come and get you and rip you apart. You can't you can't make any noise at all. You can't talk. Except for you could talk if you're standing next to the waterfall, because apparently the noise of the waterfall covers up your voice. Oh. Why, then, wouldn't you build your house right next to a waterfall? Just live at the waterfall, yeah. the baby next to a waterfall. Just live whatever. at the water? Yeah. Right! Mm-hmm. That's There's, exactly That's a really big hole. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It is a huge hole, isn't it? That's a very, very big hole, as a matter of fact. I never did understand that. And, of course, with Bird Box, when it starts, you go, oh, she's going to end up in a certain place. I don't want to ruin it for people who haven't seen it. Mm. But you know where she's going to end up. Well, as soon as the movie starts, <coughs> yeah, hell, because it only makes sense. <laughs> hell, she ends up in <laughs> hell. That's exactly it. Apparently, a lot of um, people
1: online are asking why they didn't live, live by the waterfall.
0: <laughs> yeah, I bet. Oh, in Quiet a place. place, I know. Why, why didn't
7: they? <laughs> I don't well, know. They would have had to build a house, and that's a noisy procedure.
0: Mm. Uh, well, give the put put the kid out there as bait, and then build your house. <laughs> <laughs> put up a tarp.
5: That's quiet. I was say, put up a tent. <laughs> yeah,
0: pretty but quiet. Yeah, just put up a and tent next to the waterfall. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, slowly build the place. Well, they, the bugs have to sleep. Well, the bug people have to sleep. do they? there was
7: something about their basement that made it quiet too. Wasn't oh, there some right. sort of yeah. water thing in the basement? Or I don't remember. All yeah, the there's something. I,
0: I, if you maybe it's all yeah, the plumbing. I this curtain. If you didn't, if you didn't care for that much, and like Bird Box, I thought was okay. Uh, Sandra Bullock's a good actor. I liked it. Yes, but I, I don't think you'd like a quiet place much at all because it doesn't make any sense <laughs> at all. It's like, why are you moved by
5: the waterfall? <laughs> I says, well,
0: <clears throat> that's it.
2: Yeah, no, I felt the same way about Bird Box. As you know, it was enjoyable. Everybody in it is an excellent actor. Mm-hmm. You know, and they really Boy, packed it. it. It's like packed with talent. A lot of big it names is. in there. Um, and then it's just fine.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But doesn't this
5: this show that Hollywood is at least trying something new? Yeah.
2: Yeah, but it's interesting that it's very, you know, uh, that the new things that are being tried are primarily horror. Right. Yes. Yes. Well, it's because they they shied away from it for so long. I mean... Also, it makes a ton of money with not a lot of money put into it. It sure does, Yeah.
1: Well, that's oh, yeah, that's yeah, why yeah, it was movie, so big. Yeah. The slashers, they probably cost like $50 and a six-pack of Coke to make. <laughs> yeah. And then they were making like $50 million. It's like, yeah, that's a pretty good return on your investment. Yeah,
0: true. I think what that uh, – didn't Quiet Place made like $175 million and cost about $3 <laughs> to make? Let's see oh, Wow. Here. Oh, <laughs> It's, I mean, the only
1: thing that cost money was a waterfall. <laughs> <laughs> it cost 18 to 19 and it made 340.
4: Wow. 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 That's a nice Whoa. chunk of change. Yeah.
1: Wow. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> they translated the movie into sign language. Uh, it's oh, like, sign language? What's the, yeah, what's the sign for people not trying to make any sound? <laughs> <laughs> well, there's
3: a deaf girl in it. So
2: <laughs> yeah, it's just <laughs> someone going.
1: The whole time
2: (laughs) And did uh, John Krasinski (laughs) write it with Emily Blunt? Uh, Screenplay
1: No, he directed it Okay But it was written by Oh wait, yeah, he is in the screenplay Um, So yes But Emily Blunt apparently didn't have anything to do With the production of the movie No, she didn't
0: (laughs) No, I think she's great. Well, she's married she's to married him,
7: right? Yes. yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, Aren't they she married?
0: Oh, they're married? Yeah, really? yeah. Oh, yeah. They right.
7: Aren't they married? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: I don't keep up on that kind of thing. Like well, Hollywood. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, it
7: lasts three or four seconds. And <laughs>
0: uh-huh.
7: You got to come up with something new. Well, there
0: is that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, it's, it's Not all the kids get along forever. Let's be honest. Well, look at Jeff Bezos right there. You know, he's got the uh, Mackenzie. Well, although on the uh, other.
1: Just don't send strange women pictures of your penis and that. <laughs>
0: That's Your marriage idea, might
1: last longer. <laughs> yes, that so frown so upon it in
7: society. Yep. Yeah. What so happened
1: to yeah. That's really. What, yeah. That's what Dad what said. It? Where did you? meet? Uh, uh, I don't know where. Like,
0: what to Google? I'll bring
1: up that the was story. Was Andy <laughs>
4: the marriage counselor? <laughs> Tell you what. In
0: 20 great. seconds, we have to take a break, and I'll bring it up during the break so we can open the third third segment of the hour. With the story about him sending pictures of his penis to a woman he barely knew. Whoa, boy! And now that woman's with him. Lauren Sanchez is her name, I guess. (laughs) She fell in love. She loves him
7: because he's
0: not—not
7: because of his money. Because he's he's photogenic. (laughs) Free
0: shipping. Uh That's what. (laughs) (laughs) Tom, a horse. I'm attracted to people who look like they have Bell's palsy.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We
0: will be right back, Tom Bernard. Best
9: of the Tom Bernard Podcast. There'll be spectacle, there'll be fantasy, there'll be daring do
0: and stuff like you would never see.
2: Hey, a movie! Yeah, we're gonna be a movie! Starring everybody and me. That
6: was Kurt Ronholer on the best of. Coming up next, we had the fabulous Dr. Paul talking about his show. Saving horses and animals.
2: Next. Next. And
6: on the best stuff.
2: And set it on its ear. Come on, join in. We're gonna start right here. Yeah.
0: Let's dance. I still miss him. I like this song. Mm-hmm. I do too. Yep. We're rocking out, man. That's all I know. Um, this show's been on uh, on uh, the air for six and a half years now, and one of the first guests we ever had on this show at the beginning, the very beginning of the Tom Bernard Show, was Doctor Paul, the incredible Doctor Pohl, As a matter of fact, debuts this year on January twelfth, Saturday night. Nat Geo Wild. How are you doing, Doctor Paul? How
9: are you doing, Doc? I am fine. How are you doing, Tom?
0: Marvelously well. You were one of our very first guests all those years ago. You've been you've been on how many seasons?
9: Well, this is season fourteen. That is oh, the season. Uh, the way that Jay counts them, we count them a little different because I think they call our season when they fill them now season seven. So don't ask me how to okay. do, do that. I don't do math.
0: <laughs> 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 okay, I won't ask. Yeah, you were just starting out on the show, and this show was just starting out. You were on our first guest, and now having you back is a great thrill. The show follows Dutch-American veterinarian Dr. Pohl, his family and employees at his practice in rural, is it Weidman, Michigan?
9: No, Weidman. Uh, it's pronounced uh, a little bit different, there, but it's just Weidman, they call it. and It's a small town right in the middle of Michigan, the lower peninsula.
0: That's a good thing. So things have been going very well. You got, what, 19,000 clients. That's pretty good.
9: Uh, Well, no. Actually, if a new client walks through the door now, it's 25,000. That doesn't mean we have all the clients yet, because a lot of them have died in 40 years, and a lot of them have moved away, but we still have single-digit clients, too.
0: That is unbelievable. I don't know how many
9: clients that
0: are active, a lot of them. A lot, there's no doubt about it. Well, you love your work, and I think that's very obvious by watching your show. You love your work, and people, I think, are gonna have a lot of faith in a veterinarian who loves their work. It's it's terrific, it's a wonderful show.
9: Thank you, thank you. Yeah, the, the whole secret is, I think here, that nothing is actually made up for the camera unless Charles, Diane, and I are fooling around. You know, what you see when we work on animals is real, and that is actually Charles's fault when he started. way in the beginning, he says, "Dad, do your work. That is interesting enough," and that's the way we kept it. So when you see us working with animals, uh, that is real. You know. When we pull a calf out of a cow that is real. We don't stick it back in for a second take either. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay. Well, I'm glad to hear that, Dr. Right. Paul.
7: Dr. Paul, hi. This is Catherine. I yes. talked to you a long time ago. Um, we've well, we used to have horses, and uh, I had a vet that took care of them, and all that kind of stuff. And I just wonder. I mean, it's pretty demanding work what you do, and then to add a camera crew following you around all the time. How do you stay focused and not get burnt out
9: because first of all i love my work second of all the cameras have been in our so long that we completely get used to it and it's the same people that come back every time oh. we still have the same cameraman that started the whole thing we have the same Yeah, you know, maybe in the second season they started we have the same producer that started in season two and they always come back. And this is the difference between our show and different ones where, yeah, we, uh, we treat everybody like family. And this is why they don't, you know, if they have two weeks off, you know, three weeks off, they come back. And that's what makes the show because they know exactly where to stand. Well, not all the time, but most of the time. <laughs> and this is how they get the best job. Yeah. But yeah, I if think it's they a ever do behind the scenes, if you do, if they do behind the scenes, watch it because you're gonna laugh your head off.
0: <laughs> I would imagine that's true. Uh, Doctor Paul treats horses, pigs, cows, sheep, alpacas, goats, chickens, and even an occasional reindeer. Well, that's mm. pretty cool.
9: Yep. Yeah. Anything. You know, for me, being a veterinarian means that you treat animals, and if you have an animal that needs help. You know, I'm willing to try it. If I don't know, I look in the books. Somebody has done something about that animal before. And, yes, this is how you do it. And if you know what healthy animals looks like and feels like, then you can find out what's wrong with them and treat them accordingly. They are animals, you know.
0: You know, it's kind of unfortunate, Doctor Paul. I understand in America, and I think it's, it's getting harder by the minute. But to become a veterinarian in America is very difficult now because so many people want to get into your field. I guess.
9: Yeah, it seems like that. So yes, there's a lot of applications at the colleges. So if you want to make sure that you know, you take all the hard courses in high school and do not apply at one school. You know, you just get you know the 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 admission the uh, requirements and apply to many schools. Biggest problem is it is so expensive and many of yeah. these veterans yeah. coming out of college have you know, a debt that is way too high.
0: Yeah, and I, I don't really understand how why, why we did that. We did that to ourselves here in America by allowing yeah. Uh, yeah. The, the student loans to go private. Privatizing student loans was a horrible idea. And uh, it, it was it, it, it was it was absolutely yeah. terrible, and it, it gave it gave all these schools a chance to go. Okay, well then we're going to charge twice as much for tuition,
1: even though it's colleges ridiculous. also are subsidized. So it's like they're both privatized <laughs> and subsidized. You know,
9: for me, for me, a college is a teaching facility. That means the new ones have to get their hands dirty doing work on animals. This is how I was educated. You know the people that were bringing animals to the veterinary school in the Netherlands where I went to college knew that students were working on them under supervision of one or two veterinarians. So if anything did not go exactly, they could jump in right away. But before I graduated, I had done my own C-section on a cow.
0: Hmm. Really? Well, oh, yeah. really? I, uh, Andy, you would you'd probably be a veterinarian if he, if it uh, you could get in, don't no. you think? I oh, you wouldn't want to be a vet. No I couldn't I so. deal with putting animals down. Well, no, I that understand. That
9: is the it. hardest part. Yeah, and, and I yeah. tell you that yeah. is that is hard every time, and you'll never get used to that. But you have to think about the animal, where quantity is not as important as quality of life. And I've yeah, said so then, many times, animals are not afraid to die. For them, it is part of life. And what we do, we actually put the animal under the anesthetic first before we give him the final injection. Right, that's and, kind. And that's, that's what I do. Mm. And so like One said, of the dogs is calling anything. you right now. Yeah, that's okay. Yeah. That's another phone ring. forget
0: about it. <laughs> <laughs> forget well, about you, it. You do no, run I'm a forget.
7: busy clinic over there.
0: That is a good thing. Yeah. 19,000 yeah. clients, yeah. and if 25,000, it's going to ring. Um, yeah, that is a tough part. We've, we had, uh, well, I don't. At the time, I don't know if we had talked yet. I don't think so, because I think Kazzy was still alive the last time Dr. Paul was on. Yeah, probably. But we lost a dog he was, what, 14, 15 years old? He was 18. Old. Yeah, he was, he, was 18 years old. he was 18. He was 18 not, years that he old. little Jack Russell. He was not yeah. alive. Yeah,
1: it's, a, it's yeah. a good life for a dog. He
9: was yeah, not alive. It, it is hard. And, and yeah. like I said, when people come and I have to put that animal down, I almost cry with them. Because yeah. I know yeah. what yeah. it is. <sighs> Even this morning, I had to put the dog down. It was a diabetic for five years, and he was sixteen mm-hmm. years old. But he, his quality of life was gone.
4: Mm. Yeah, yeah. And what you're going to
9: do that, you know? Yeah, and like I yeah. I yeah, uh, you how, what, do it so that they don't feel any pain?
7: Right. What yeah. what, what kind of advice do you give to people? Like, I had a friend whose dog had cancer, and they spent uh, I don't even know seven thousand dollars. Yeah. Uh, giving that dog chemo, and he never felt fabulous. And they, I think they bought him maybe in a year. I mean,
9: yeah. do, you, See, and that, do you think that, that's right? Me, no, for me not. I, My my son-in-law died of pancreatic cancer when he was 15. He was two years on chemo. Ugh. And honestly, I refuse to put animals on chemo because, there again, it's the quality, not the quantity right I agree. and that is important for me well and when you're on chemo you don't feel good
3: no it, it is part of it also because an animal can't inherently understand what chemotherapy is oh no, yeah they don't terrible. know
1: why you're no, making them feel not. sick it's
9: feel bad mm-hmm. you know i compare chemo with trying to shoot a mouse with a shotgun full of birdshot the collateral damage is so big mm-hmm. that yeah. it's terrible
0: yeah yeah i could absolutely see that it's it, well that is i, I, I could see that that would be the worst part of your job to mm-hmm. to have to put uh, yeah. our dog our 18 year old dog uh, our son and our daughter and i went to, to have him put down and i was petting him and all of a sudden i realized as i was petting him he was no longer alive it was really shocking he was right. still looking at me but he was dead
7: yeah, it
9: oh yeah fast God, yeah see, that's the thing they don't close their eyes that's that people yeah. don't do it either, the eyelids are clued shut, you know, but that's neither the but like I said, do it painless, and I think that's yep. important. Yep.
0: But Now, the great part of your job, Dr. Pol, because, I mean, obviously, you're doing a great service, to you know, putting people at, uh, at ease any way you possibly can when they have to put a pet down, but also... Yeah. You make people joyous. You bring you bring animals back to people that were severely damaged. You fix them. They get them back. That's got to be a great feeling.
9: Yes. And, and this is the enjoyment of my job, too, where, you know, yes, we make people happy by giving them back an animal. You know, and, that's, and I want to keep that affordable, too. That's very important for me because I want kids to grow up with animals animals will teach kids but we cannot teach them empathy you know when when a kid crawls over the floor before he's a year old his allergies are reduced by 40 percent that's a that's a medical fact that doesn't come from me so animals are a big part of kids lives too and when a kid becomes abusive to an animal when he's that funny young two or three years old then you can already Start working with him. Hey, listen, this is not the way to treat him. Because you see that kids that are abusive to animals turn to humans later on, too.
0: Oh, I, I believe that's true. Yeah, that, as a matter of fact, mm-hmm. they yeah. say cat, cats in particular, a lot of people who turn into serial killers, they begin by killing cats for some reason. Yeah, That's so weird.
9: I think so. Yeah. I know. That's a, I don't that's understand a very, them very because, bizarre. you know... No. Yeah, it is.
7: So, Dr. Yeah, Paul, that, another, <laughs> I, uh, another thing. Yes. Okay, so when you went to school in Europe when you came to America. Did you have to get, how did you do that? Did, I mean, sometimes they make you go through the whole medical program again.
9: No, not through the or whole medical. Because, yeah, Utrecht University was already accredited by the AVMA. Okay. So when I came here, I, all I had to do was take the national board
7: exams. Oh,
0: okay. I think it's wonderful. Dr. Pohl, ladies and gentlemen, the new season of his hit Nat Geo Wild show, The Incredible Dr. Pole, debuts in just two days, Saturday on Nat right. Geo Wild. Dr. Pole, okay, don't wait, don't wait seven more years to come back, okay? It's
7: a great show. <laughs> okay,
0: that's fine. You just call me. <laughs> all right, we will call you, Dr. Pole. Thanks so much for your time. Love having you on, sir.
9: Thank
0: you, Tom and Kathy. Have a good afternoon. Have a
9: good afternoon. Bye. Hey, Kathy, how you doing over
7: there? <laughs> oh, he's so cute. He's a great
0: guy. Yeah. He's a great guy. a great
7: guy. You know, Gosh. and it's so funny because I remember distinctly talking to him and because I was like, you know, I was very into horses. I mean, I've worked with vets for a long time and he was shy and we had to like coax him into talking a little bit yeah, now he he's yeah. now he's oh, just wow. you now no, he's been doing it for so long well, yeah that he's i think that 14, he's, yeah well, he's much more relaxed
1: he said 14 seasons well, said but those are like years. dutch seasons or something like
0: that so yeah right. half and a half i think yeah
7: nat geo does their seasons differently
0: I oh think. it's a nat well, geo thing right
7: yeah, it's Nat Geo. Well
0: but all those dance shows, those performance shows, they have two seasons in the same year, don't they? I know, they two but seasons they take breaks
7: and then they call it a different season.
1: <laughs> two I don't seasons know. a month? I don't know. Uh, he's been yeah, a month. I know? 2011 to present. So, yeah, time, right? seven years. So, yeah, he started mm-hmm. just
0: before this show started. So, he hey. did, yep. We had him on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I always liked the guy. He's a very, very nice guy. He actually cares about what he's doing. He loves to make people happy. Uh, takes away their pain by, by you know, euthanizing their, their mm-hmm. pets without any pain whatsoever. So he's just a hell of a good guy. That's all I know. He's a really, he really, really good man. loves animals. Dr. Jan Pohl. We'll be right back in just a couple of minutes. Tom Bernard Show. Best of the Tom Bernard Podcast.
1: A horse is a horse, of course, of course And no one can talk to a horse, of course That is, of course, unless the horse is the famous Mr.
6: That was the incredible Dr. Paul on The Best Of Coming up next, closing out the show We're opening up the Old Vault all the way back to episode 604, where Frank Vassilero is in studio interviewing Tom about his life. Next, on The Best stuff.
1: Go right to the source and ask
9: the horse. He'll give you the answer that you endorse. He's always on a steady course. Talk to Mr.
0: Our special guest today, Frank Vassilero. Frank and Joe and Marie and I have been together since uh, about uh, 11.30 this morning, talking Went to a different place. Went to Barrio Fiftieth. That's
8: what I heard. I wish I would have been invited. Food
0: was phenomenal. Pretty hungry.
8: I'm just I don't know. You
0: want to go? I'm just
8: gonna say. It. Whatever. <laughs> so
0: I'm just. I'm gonna. Basically, what we're doing is Frank is doing an, an interview. What? What do you? What is it? What is it, what Is that it, it like a feature piece? Is that what it's called? I don't even know what to call it.
3: Uh, we call it a special project.
0: Special. Oh, well, thanks. Yeah, I've, I've been, been a special project
3: my years. whole life. Yours will be extra special project. <laughs> yeah. Um, but you know. Uh, Tom Bernard, Minnesota icon. Um,
8: national treasure.
3: National treasure. By but Jen? but these these things are true. I mean, no one's done a radio show, you know, as big and as successful locally. The fact that he ha- does it with his family is very, very unique. The fact he's willing to share all that stuff. Um, and then the stuff that was just, well, all of it's been uh, extraordinarily interesting. But the thing that was fascinating is, you know, I knew about your dad's upbringing uh on the rough and tumble streets of north minneapolis but mm-hmm. to actually be in front of one of the houses that he used to live in yeah. and hear those stories is really really powerful stuff so to see where he came from and where he t- is today is was a, it a nice house is a great story <laughs> <How> <laughs> <know many> <laughs>
8: bedrooms seven eight
3: well let me Harvard put it this Foyer? way uh, let me put it this way
0: Catherine. the house had had a fire but they didn't have it fixed up afterward
7: Oh no! It's that bad. And the owner yep.
0: came home while we were there, and he's just the nicest guy in the world. Mm-hmm. Just a really nice. We met the deacon at the church next door because <laughs> he came out and got on the phone. So I said, Frank, we better go down there and tell him what we're doing here, because otherwise he's going to call call in some people. It was interesting, I, and I want to tell everybody the kind of guy that Frank Vasilero is. So we're talking about this, you know, whole deal, and and. You got very emotional about it. You're a hell of a nice guy. You really are. You're a caring person and a great friend.
3: You're well, amazing. Thank you. Likewise. And you know what? It's uh, it's weird because I I respect you. I admire you for what you did. But at the same time, I feel bad for you that you had to go through it.
0: Yeah, it was pretty miserable.
3: No one wants to see anyone have to go through that. I mean, the cool, well, the great thing is that you could rise above it, and you're extraordinarily successful. And I know that doesn't, you know, your success is you've got your family on a pod on a digital radio broadcast. Thank you. And, you. and you have this great life. And I know that's more important to you than other things, but it I mean is. this thing could have gone south.
0: Yeah. You mean my life? Yes. <laughs> yes. Easily. It, it could have easily gone. Yeah, I mean, basically it was either get get out or go to prison probably. That's probably true.
7: Those so, are horrible options.
0: They're not good options.
7: And sometimes he veers off course a little bit.
0: Hey, come on, you and Alex would go visit the prison with me when I go up there on Saturdays. That's nice. No. no. So you know it all worked out in the end, but it was just uh, it was an, it was great to be back in the old neighborhood. But the the saddest part for me, and we were talking about you know this one house and that I lived in. I lived in three different houses in the same year on the same block, which is pretty odd. But it actually got sadder as we went down because there's the one that burned down, then there was the next one. Which, as I walked up, I looked at it and said, Hey, they fixed it up.
8: Jeez. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Didn't you live in, like, three billion houses in your family? 43.
0: That's, that's yeah. an amount of homes. But the saddest part for me was when we walked all the way down to the next house, the third house, there were postings on the house about this was shut off and that was shut off. And oh, it was just a ramshackle piece of shit. It was just... Uh, so it kind of makes you miserable. I told Frank... The third house, I remember the house being a lot bigger than it really is. It's not a very big house. Mm-mm. But I remember it being a big house. We two, like, had two peaks on a roof. It must be big.
7: How old were you?
0: Uh, th- was that 13 then? See, I-, I thought when I originally talked to Frank about the middle house, and I don't want to give the address of the house out because a-, a nice man lives there, and I don't really want to talk about his ramshackle house. Right. <laughs> you know? But I was trying to think. I actually was living in the third house when I was... I thought I was 15, but I lived in the third house when I was 13. No, that's not true. I, I was... No, that's not true because it was 29, the 29 house that that I lived in. That was a house that burned down. That was a house where my mother picked up the princess phone off the wall one day. And just she dropped the phone and started just screaming. You know, she was screaming. And I said, Mom, what's wrong? And she said, somebody murdered my brother. No. I'll never forget that either. Frank, I'm telling you, we're going get in the whole thing, man. It's unbelievable. But my Uncle Augie had been thrown off a building. And nobody ever knew why. But they took him up to the top of the building and threw him off. And then we had to call my grandmother. And I know laughing about this is is a little odd. But they um, we had to call my grandma, Minnie, who was just, you would have loved Minnie. Minnie was like toots plus... You know, immigrant.
4: Well,
8: <laughs>
0: you know, was being extremely deals. tall. <laughs> and she was six six feet tall, weighed two hundred pounds, and was not overweight. Mm-hmm. She was a big woman. She was very large. But she, we had to convince her. Oh, his name was Augie, and he oh, God, I loved my uncle Augie. But anyway, and since this is a podcast, Joe, you'll have to cut this part out. But <laughs> my uncle Augie was very tall, handsome. He's about your height, about your build, actually. Very handsome guy. And he comes over the house one time. And he goes, "Hey Tommy, what time is it?" And I said, "I don't know, Uncle Logie." He goes, "Well, call call the time because he used to call on the phone to get time and temperature." Right. Federal five nine thousand, as Sid Hartman would say, it was it was three three five nine thousand. That was the number to call and get what time it was. So I'm six or seven. So I call time, and I go, "Thank you," and I hang up. I said. Uncle Augie, it's 3.15. He goes, what did you say to that person? I said, thank you. He goes, what'd you do that for? And I said, well, she gave me the time. He goes, it's a recording. Tell her to go fuck herself.
8: <laughs> That's where you get it from. <laughs> yeah.
0: So, you know. It's hereditary. I don't know how it is that uh, Augie was uh, thrown off a building a few years later, but... Jeez. Uh, he's the one who did... did you just want me to tell stories? I mean, I don't. That's want, good. I don't well, want to get you offline here.
3: Can we do? Can, can we actually do the unusual thing about using your radio show to actually ask some of the questions we want you to? Do which whatever I you think want will, to do. I think it'll be interesting to your listeners, and I know to our viewers.
0: You're the guest, and I know you have to get out of here by three thirty. So we, it is your show from this point out.
3: Tell me, as you're telling everybody, I one of the things I learned today that I never knew. You don't prep for your shows. That's no. stunning to me.
0: Is it really? Yes. Yeah, I've never done show prep in all the years I've been in radio or in when I did a TV show for a short time. I don't don't do show prep. I just – I love the danger of not knowing what the hell I'm doing.
3: But that's a lot of danger. That's scary. I mean I've done it for a couple hours and it's scary. To do it for that long a period of time would freak me out. Are you an adrenaline junkie?
0: You think that's true? Alex? You're
8: a stress junkie.
0: I am a stress junkie.
3: You yes. love
8: being stressed out.
0: I do. I love being stressed
8: out. You, well, he, you thrive on being stressed I'm out.
0: Having pressure on me, I do thrive on yeah. that.
3: So, is he a good problem solver? Like, if you have an issue, you take it to him, he can figure it out? <laughs>
0: <laughs> she pauses on me.
8: I'm trying to laugh think it up, of,
0: Catherine. I'm
8: trying to think of an instance. Well,
0: I was trying to think of an instance where she ever had a problem. First of oh, all, oh, there we I've go. I've never
8: had a problem in all of my exactly. life.
0: Exactly,
3: charmed life. Yeah. No, but people who deal who don't mind stress are not afraid to have a couple projects going on at the same time. Oh, he uh, has people to have... people bring them a problem. At least
8: and, ten balls in the arrow at any given time.
0: Catherine, why don't you answer that?
7: I don't think I should.
6: Okay. So I'm a big. He's clutch, ca-
0: clutching the bottom of the ninth inning every time. Yeah. yeah what do you think of that? Yeah, so Catherine thinks I cause more problems than I solve. That's what well, I. Well, you, in the you have of
7: an wife. unusual way of problem solving. Yeah, you do. To me, but, yeah.
0: Throwing people yeah, off I, the. I building. feel like
7: you, know, <laughs> you don't just. You just don't solve something. You have to try out twenty-five different ways, and all within an hour. Well, yeah, that's
8: the thing with you is it's you don't have. You're a very emotional person. Very emotional. It's not linear. And so if a problem comes up, he's not like, oh, this is the problem. This is the best way to solve it. Let's do it. He's like, this is the problem. Oh, now I feel this way about it. Now I've changed my mind completely. Back to the first one. Plan C. And he goes through, like, ten different ways of getting something done and then... Everything always gets resolved, but it's just such an emotional
0: But that's procedure. because I don't think I have all the answers. No. If yeah. I did the first choice every time, I would think, well, I've got all the answers for everything. Well, I don't have all the answers.
8: Yeah. Well, it's like you like being in charge, but you don't like being in charge at the same time. Like you don't like telling people what to do and how they should
0: yeah, handle no, things I would not be a good boss. You're right. I would no. not be a good boss.
8: But you also like to have things that you're in charge of
0: i suppose oh. right,
7: you're a confusing man but we yeah. love you for it thank you very dear. complicated human being
0: <laughs> okay honey how
7: about,
0: <laughs>
4: how about
3: uh, it's, the daily schedule we it's we're not talking a about secret. That.
0: <laughs> no. yeah it's not a secret
3: and we never got uh we oh, never we did. Did. So, so day starts it sounds at 4 a.m and then lead us through what happens then
0: Catherine? very quickly we had lunch at barrio it was phenomenal
3: Oh, I'm jealous. <laughs> it was really good. Food's outstanding. Maria yeah. ate
0: all of the, the Tres Leche. Yeah. Tres Leche. That great. cake was unbelievable. Uh, okay, so yeah, I wake up at 4 o'clock in the morning, and then I usually sit around for a while and just you know go through my emails. I do look at the headlines, but I don't read If I just look at the headlines. If there's an interesting story, I don't read it. I just look at the headline and then see if it's something I want to talk about or it's going to come up during the show. Um, So I sit there until about you know 5.30, just doing that kind of stuff, basically just being by myself. And then the the show starts at 5.35. No one's ever there on time. By 6 o'clock, they've pissed me off to no end because they love to change the subject, which drives me insane. Can you imagine right in the middle of a news story if Amelia would just lean over and go, Well, you know what happened to me yesterday? I went over to... BB Booba, what is that place?
8: What are you talking about?
0: No, that BB The woman's store. Or is it a baby BCBG. store? What is it? B C B G? No, no, that BB B. B worth or what? It's it's <laughs> over at West. I End.
8: literally have absolutely no, no idea what you could buy. Oh no. No, it's called <laughs> B. B. Som- Booba. something
0: BB. <laughs> Uh, anyway, it's B E B E
8: there's a store oh, called Bebe. Bebe. No. <laughs> Mama always goes Bebe? No, it's B B. It is B something the There isn't one at the Anyway, Weston
0: so then either. so then I do the show until ten o'clock and then I usually talk to Scott Jamison, the operations manager of, of Cumulus Minneapolis. Who's Therefore, also we- calm. He is very calm.
8: You guys are so similar, it's unbelievable. Who? You and Scott Javison. Really? Yes. I wonder if
0: he knows that. I'm going to bring that up to him.
8: It's crazy.
0: Really? You think so?
8: You both are just so, like, wound up and, like, (gasps) things have to get solved now, but 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 I don't know how.
0: Here's the deal, and and the best example (laughs) I can give of that is the old hockey analogy. You know, goalies, oh, you know, being a goalie, that's... I said... And, the, and the, I can't remember who it was, but the goalie said, yeah, why don't you go to work? And every time you make a mistake, a red light goes on over your head. Nice. Yeah. Give that a whirl. See how you like that. Oh. And that's kind of how, how life is. So I talked to Scott Jameson, and then I try to figure out who screwed me out of money that day. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Which you do. I mean, you do. I mean, literally, that happens almost every day. Because somebody is always trying to get in your pocket. Always. Drives me insane. Tell me about it. <laughs> exactly. Um, so I'm usually running around trying to take care of this, that, or the other thing. I, right now, I spend my days. I talked. I just got off the phone with Ryan Burnett, as a matter of fact. Um, and I lied to him. You could edit this stuff anyway, right, Jim? I said, you know, I, I talked about you on, on the interview with Frank over at Barrio, I said Ryan Burnett's a fucking loser, but I think they're going to cut it out. <laughs> <I'm> not sure. <laughs> but in, any case, in any case, so right now I'm talking to to Ryan about East Side, which is going to open in July. So we talk every day about that. Okay. Uh, we talk about we talked about Barrio 50th, and you know how that was, and everybody liked it. So I talk real estate with Tom Hughesman every day for a few hours. Um, I look and watch the oil prices because, you know, we're invested in North Dakota, so I need to know what's going on there. So I do that all day. And then I come over here and start this show, kind of like we did today. I get here, you know, if I'm, not, if I'm here, I'm talking real estate. So about quarter to three, all of a sudden we start this and we go through this and do that whole deal. Uh, tonight, I'll get out of here at about 5 o'clock. I'll get home about five I'll talk to Scott Jameson again from KQRS um, I'll talk to Dan every night for anywhere from 15 minutes to an hour or whatever it is and then I will so yeah I'll, I'll do the same thing I'll go talk to Tom Huseman I'll talk to Dan I'll talk to Andy I'll talk to Catherine but I mean I don't talk to Catherine about business usually unless something really good happens and then I go to bed at uh, nine o'clock. So basically, from four in the morning till nine o'clock at night, I'm working the entire time.
3: How do you not get tired? I mean, like exhausted, I'm, tired by Thursday, Friday.
0: I work Saturday and Sunday this week, so I am kind of tired today because I worked like sixteen days in a row. So I am kind of tired right now. But I, it just—it's that thing, Frank. that I was telling you, it's the being out on the ledge, going, "Ooh, let's see what can happen here." Well, that—I <laughs> you know mean,
8: gallons of diet soda.
0: no i drink i drink zevia bottles i have because they don't have zevia downstairs
8: i've bought you 400 cases
0: i know they don't have any downstairs when i thought i had some here but i don't have any but i love zevia especially the cream zone which doesn't even have any caffeine but yeah so i mean for, for for literally 16 or 17 hours a day i work that's what i do you know when Catherine's here i wouldn't do that I would watch TV with her for a couple of hours, or like, like Dan and Catherine. Yeah, Dan and Catherine, Dan and Alex came over the other night, and they argued for an hour and a half about what to watch. And then I finally said, "Okay, argue." We didn't that's argue, the, no. we didn't we argue but she just couldn't agree on anything. We just
8: couldn't decide what to watch.
0: What about this movie? No. Well, what about this movie? Now, what about this? Movie? No. I, no. About this movie?
8: No. I said I'd watch whatever. No, you. Wouldn't. And you were like, you don't seem very excited. You know
0: what she wanted to watch, Frank? Hmm. Breakfast at Tiffany.
8: No, Funny She's, Face. Funny
0: Face. God. She's seen it. Five hundred times.
8: They haven't. He's never seen it.
0: I've never yeah. seen it for a reason.
8: It's amazing. <laughs> and you would pass out from how great it is. That's I why would you pass
0: out for. It? But yeah. but when I'm not when I'm not working, like so let's say Catherine and I are, are sitting around watching a movie, I'm thinking about Andy and Alex and what they're doing. I do that. That's I always think about that whole deal.
3: Is, is that why you're... Tell me about the importance of having your family involved in this project.
0: I trapped them. It was the greatest thing ever. Because, I'd, oh, you know what? This would be a good income for you guys. You could actually make some money doing it. So I trapped them. They have to be. They have to see me every week. It's wonderful. And my wife, too.
8: And then we hang out on weekends, too.
0: And we hang out on weekends, too. Dan's We're, sick of it already.
8: Yeah, right. We're abnormally close.
0: We're a very close family. And I see Mike every day. You know, I just... My family means everything. Remember we were talking about earlier about that whole deal, that whole list of things. Mm-hmm. And money's like dropped another couple of pegs because before work would be my family and, and my friends. So you go family and friends and work and winning. And so money might not take to make the top ten. Everybody's all oh, God, it's money. Hey, no, that is money. I will say this again. Any jerk can make a lot of money. If you're ruthless enough, you can make money. Money should not be that important to people. I mean, it's great to make it. My, my mother had a wonderful last 30 years of her life because of it. So that was great. But this whole thing that I'll do whatever it takes to make money makes me sick. It really does. And again, if you make a lot of money in your job, I'm not holding that against you. You know, I think professional athletes should make $20 million a year to do nothing. I think mean, it's great. But you know what? It's, it's the going rate, right, right? It is. It's the going rate right in television, going rate right in radio, going rate right in sports. So that's it. I mean, I, I work. I have a very unusual brain in that people, well, Dan, I think, was the one that commented because I was going down the list of houses, the 43 houses I lived in in North Minneapolis. I remember all the addresses, not just where they are, but I remember the exact address of all of them. I went over to this, this uh, club that I belong to for the first time in six years, walked in and opened up my locker. I remembered where my locker was.
8: He doesn't have any phone numbers stored in his phone. No. He remembers everybody's phone number
3: by heart. Ever had an IQ test? Yes. How'd you do? Not so good. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what, what is it? 147 Why or
8: Why would now? I know you're right.
0: I, I don't know. It's come up. I think it's like it's like 147 or 8 or something like that.
8: We should do it. So that's not, on not
3: air. genius, but that's certainly higher than average. Yes, it is. Right? They said it's genius. It is but genius? It's not a very
0: It's not a big deal, genius. I want to hear a Stephen Hawking sure. quote. Yeah.
1: An actual quote. Only losers brag about their IQ.
0: Yeah, well, he, he can I, do that because he was.
3: In all know, I, fairness, I brought it up. No, I mean, I think it's uncanny. And I've known that for a while. I, I think it's an amazing ability to remember names, dates, faces, people, the way you do And I, stories. You're, that's why you're a phenomenal storyteller.
0: You know what's funny about that? Hey, I have a great memory. I have a phenomenal memory. But, could you just know, be autistic. Well, that's what I'm thinking. I probably am autistic. I talked about this on the KQ Morning Show this morning. I cannot change a light bulb. I can't do it. I don't understand the mechanics. So if like you could give me... You could sit with a calculator, and I could beat anyone with a calculator any time. doesn't matter. I could do it quicker than you could do it on a computer or a a, uh, calculator. But if you give me a thing like a screwdriver, a nut, and a bolt, I would have no idea what to do with it. Hmm. And it's not because I don't want to do it. I just don't get it. I mean, Dan, you can tell you. I don't understand. Catherine once told me, Frank, she said... I'm only telling you this because I have somebody coming over here to do it. The lights out in the garage, <laughs> so she, she she got somebody else to do it before she told me, so I wouldn't try to do it. I talked about this morning that you know those globes over your head, you know the the globes you put up. Like you, you take it down, you put the new light bulbs in, then you put it back. Oh yeah, sure. I would never sit under one that I put in <laughs> because it's coming down.
7: And they have.
0: <laughs> and they have. It's true. So, I yes, I have a gift in a couple of areas, but I I uh, mechanical things, I have no idea what it means.
3: Did you get good grades in school?
0: I did till I was in sixth grade. I failed handwriting, and then I never tried again. I was a straight-A student till sixth grade. The teacher failed me in handwriting, and I said, screw this, and then never tried again. That's true, yeah. That story's true. I'm like you, Texas, pain in the ass. It
3: didn't, it didn't have any meaning for it. It wasn't important after that.
0: After that, no, because I had failed. I don't, Frank, it's a big deal with me. It's a huge deal with me not to fail. It really is.
3: Is that why you think this thing's successful? Because a lot of people are like, I can't believe he's going to do that. He's got a radio show. Why should he start this digital show?
0: I know. Well, again, and Frank understands this, I think, that, this was never intended to be a podcast. Everybody called it a podcast. Nobody owns an iPod anymore, so that, that's how I it anyway. It was always supposed to be a radio show. It's not a podcast where you sit, you don't run any commercials, and you sit there and, you know, you talk to your Hollywood buddies or whatever. This was always going to be a radio show because it's the future of radio. I mean, it is. There's no question about that. So, yeah, two and a half years ago, everybody was thinking, oh, God, what a way – the guy I'm meeting with on Thursday, John Dickey, in the newspaper said, "What a waste of time that's going to be." And now I'm meeting with him on Thursday about doing it on a much broader basis. So that part of it, I don't know. I mean, Sean, my nephew, had a lot to do with that too, because he was, you know, there at the beginning. But as far as having the vision of what I wanted it to be, yeah, I did have that. I didn't ever want to do a podcast. I'm going to sit around and BS about you know smoking pot. You I mean ooh, is that what a podcast is? <laughs> yep, that's it. That's, it pretty much well, is. Well, it's what half a podcast are, I guess. Yeah. Half a podcast are talking about sitting around smoking pot. That's what they do, is a bunch of boys that's get together. and seven, I it it all, it That's <laughs> not what I do. Fun. I do radio. So this is always meant to be a digital radio show. That's what it is. And it's fun. It's great. It's getting better all the time. And I would say within the next... 12 months it'll be where i want it to be and it'll be really great and everybody's breaking their back working really hard to get it done
3: and you can sustain Except it for
0: maria she's not doing anything sustain it yeah yeah i could do it forever absolutely because it's it's just i mean you just sit around what are we doing i'm talking to my friend it's not very hard oh you got to get out of here it's the
3: charity. all right
0: isn't it, I can't see because Joe's noggin's yeah, right in the way. Three, three, three. Thanks, for,
3: uh, thanks for the great opportunity.
0: Is, it, is there anything else that, that I didn't get to going?
3: We'll go take a look, and uh, if we need to, we'll cir- circle back before we be get out of,
0: out of town. And for the record, uh,
3: scores above 140 are generally considered genius. Oh, yeah, I, yeah, that's fine. That's I am so that. sorry I shorted you on your genius.
0: <laughs> <laughs> hey, you
3: know what? I've you always can... known you're damn wicked smart. <laughs> you,
0: can have, you can have the genius rating and my Marconi. You can have both <laughs> Thank you. And I will never go in the Hall of Fame
3: either. So 140 plus? is genius generally considered yeah yeah that's what i heard another kid
0: and then that was my guidance counselor then told me you'll never amount to anything because you're a pain in the ass
3: (laughs) which was true
0: you know looking back most geniuses are thank you i'm genius yeah okay thanks gang
8: thank you thanks
0: frank it was a lot of joe it was great man you were a lot of fun are you gonna go do b-roll in north minneapolis yeah when's your funeral (laughs)
2: <laughs> it'll, be, it'll be in the page.
6: It'll be in the page. The new year has been rung and the clips have been brung on the Best of the Tom Bernard Podcast, brought to you by Bradshaw and Bryant. Great clips this week from Kerr Dr. Jan Pohl. And Frank Vassalero. Thanks for listening, everybody, and we will see you next week.